1: that's chumbacasino.com.
0: No purchase necessary. DDW, voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Maverick 100.9, Aggie Lands Country Alternative. It's Corliss uh, joined by, I always call him my hero, Cody Canada. <laughs> uh, haven't got to talk to you since you were in town at Smitty K's last year. And yeah. uh, I loved that interview because I got to tell the whole story about how, you know, I ended up in, in radio after meeting you.
1: Mm -hmm. And
0: so I always got to urge people listen to our podcast. The Cody Canada from last year is still up there. We had a great (laughs) chat and it's great to check in with you again. Happy New Year to you.
1: Yeah, happy New Year to you. How how is everything? Everything good?
0: I think everything's good. You know, it's a little chilly here in Texas. Um, mm-hmm. It's chilly for Texas, I should say. Yeah. <laughs> so, how are you guys doing up north?
1: Well, actually, I live in New Braunfels. I haven't really publicized oh, that a whole lot. That's but,
0: right. Um, I always forget that.
1: Yeah, I um, uh, I uh, I don't know. I I, I don't want to really ever talk about it a whole lot, but. But uh, I've lived here for a long time now, almost 20 years, really. Oh, my Um, gosh. But we're good. We've been isolated for a week. We were leaving for Steamboat on Monday of last week, and we tested positive. Uh, Dirk's my oldest boy. And I was sick, and I kind of figured that's what was up. Yeah. And uh, a couple of days later, I tested positive. So we made the right choice, and we stayed home, and I uh, turned my phone off because I People, were, I mean, I really appreciate it, but people like Stony FaceTime me while he was, <laughs> he, he, he was at the gig that I was supposed to be playing with him. And
0: You know, everybody always looks forward to you being at Steamboat because, I mean, have you ever missed it?
1: I've never missed it. I've been going since 2001.
0: I mean, they even did. It was a couple of years ago now that they did a big tribute to you in your mm-hmm. music, which was extraordinary that's another thing for you guys to look up look at those performances and the tributes to Cody Canada um I always think my life is way too cool that I get to talk to you
1: (laughs) well I appreciate you make me feel better about myself
0: (laughs) well you (laughs) should always feel good about yourself especially when you are cranking out new tunes the latest that you're releasing to us is if you want it that much so you got to give me the details on this one before we listen
1: So, um, before uh, we get to the other stuff, I am still writing. Uh, I haven't done a group of songs because I'm still kind of trying to decide whether I should do a record or not. So I've just been doing. I've been releasing singles. Uh, But this song in particular was written by a friend of mine named Scott Merlot and Gary Thomason. Uh, I don't know if you remember the Groovies, Susan Gibson's band.
0: Yes. Flashback.
1: So the piano player, guitar player, uh they wrote this song. And it's uh, my, my, uh this is one of the first songs I ever heard when I came to Texas 20 25 years ago. And um Randy Rogers talked about recording it for a while. Uh he never did.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Uh the great the great divide cut it and uh, I feel like it's it's been several years <laughs> since then and I just felt like it needed a not really a reboot, but uh I just I love this song so much I wanted to record it and I've been playing it for about 10 years of my life off and on every other night, probably. And uh, we built the studio when COVID, when we realized that we really couldn't, we weren't going to get out for a while. Mm -hmm. We we built the studio and realized that instead of spending $600 a day for a studio, we could just build one and record songs uh, for free and then send them off to get mixed and mastered for 200 bucks a piece. So right. It really is saving money, but also it gives us something to do. You know, the studio, we've had that office for almost 20 years in New Orleans, yeah. Shirts, Texas, and uh, turned it into kind of a living quarters. And we, uh, like, once upon a time, my wife had Randy Rogers, Wade Bowen, uh, Bolan, Mickey of the Motor Cars, Charlie Robinson, just all kinds of artists that were managed out of that building. And four years ago, she said, I'm done managing everybody but my kids and my husband.
0: Mm-hmm. So.
1: We took it over and started turning it into a little machine shop for the bus. And then this last year turned it into a living quarters, full blown studio. So we got people coming in and recording. And uh, this was one of the first songs we cut there.
0: Oh, how fantastic. It's like a full circle. And wouldn't you agree that? And uh, I speak from my own experience. Um, I finally invested in my own home studio a little over mm-hmm. two years ago, it was right before I started Maverick. And I actually, Programmed Maverick from my home, and I was shocked at how more creative I was working in my own home in my own atmosphere.
1: Yeah, and it's it's very it's it's very nice to be able to do your own rules, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah, I totally get that. Well, I'm really excited for everybody to hear this new single. We're playing it for you now on Maverick 100.9. It's Cody Canada, and if you want it that much. Due to copyright, Brian Broadcasting is not licensed to air this single in podcast form, but we do urge you to go download it, find Cody Canada and The Departed and all their new music, which Cody and I continue talking about now. Cody Canada, if you want it that much, we've got Cody Canada on with us now. And before we were listening to the brand new single, we were talking about home studio and your wife is now just managing you and the kids. But how cool is it that you have kids to manage? They are just. I know, right? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) We got to talk to uh, Drew Cooper over the holidays and talk uh-huh. about the song you and Dirk's did with him and I follow Dirk's now I'm a Dirk's Canada fan <laughs> I am blown away by your children and just how you and your family work as a whole I when did that did, was there ever a switch that went off that said yes we're doing this uh
1: you know I always tell everybody I never forced music on them but there's a um, I know you can see that guitar hanging behind me yeah that um that's actually the, the Reckless Kelly, their their album cover from years and years ago. Willie gave that to me. Oh. But um, I mean, there's probably 20 guitars hanging around the house, basses. And um, it was always there if they wanted to play. But I, if they picked it up, I was willing to help. But I was never going to force it. And But obviously, it's going to uh, seep into their blood. And they started playing. Um, Dirks was full on. This was just like me when I was a kid. I saw so many concerts with my dad. And then when I was about 13 years old, my folks split and I snuck off to a Steve Miller concert mm-hmm. and um, I saw Steve Miller every year until I was probably 19. It was on my, on my birthday every year oh. in Oklahoma city and Stevie guitar Miller really was the reason I wanted to play lead guitar. You know, before that I was playing acoustic and singing country songs and I thought I wanted to be a country guy. And, and then Steve Miller popped up and I thought, well, there's obviously, some rock and roll influence here. So might as well just use both of them to my advantage. And uh, Steve Miller was my gateway, really, to music. And uh, I took the boys to see him about six years ago. Mm-hmm. And the next thing I know, we're buying tickets to the next show that was in Austin. And then we bought tickets to the next show, which was in San Antonio. So we did three Steve Miller shows that week. Berts grabbed um, my Buck Owens Telecaster and started playing. And I started teaching him a little bit. And then he um, wanted to take lessons from somebody in town because I'm not really a teacher, you know, I can guide. Right. But I mean, I, I picked it up on my own and I wanted him to know a little more. You want your kids to know a little more than you do. And he um, went to a couple of places here in town. He got stood up about four times from a teacher. So we said, you know what? We're going to do it ourselves. So we opened up the School of Rock here and then Willie wanted a bass. So I took him to Guitar Center and uh, it was just the two of us in there. And uh, I was on one side of the, the room and I heard some kid just kicking the crap out of these drums. And I went to go see who it was. And it was Willie oh. not already bought the bass because he wanted the bass. And he goes, yeah. Hey, uh, I think I want to play drums. Are you mad? It's like, I'm not mad because we well, just bought the bass." It's like, well, we need a bass anyway. just,
0: <laughs> we're musicians. It's, it's fine. Yeah, It'll get it's you. Okay.
1: You know, the more instruments, Aww. the better. So we, uh, with the school opened and, uh, the kids just flourished. I mean, they just dove head first. I, and then they started a band and it was really, I don't want to say cute, uh, but it was cute watching them.
0: It's hard not to. And and I'll get on that yeah. with you too. I want you to finish, but yeah, I, I get the it's, cute part. It's hard,
1: it's hard not to say cute, but it was, <laughs> you know, they're my kids, you know, they, because I guess Dirks was 13 when they started that band. Yeah. And, uh, Willie just recently joined it this last year as the drummer. And now they got a record coming out at the end of the month. And it's, uh, it's crazy to know, A couple of things. It's really crazy when people call and say, hey, can we can we open for you at Green Hall or can we open for you in San Antonio or Austin? It's like, well, if it's a 200 mile radius, my kids are opening. So sorry. You know, and I hate to say that, but I love to say it at the same time. Yeah. Uh, But but we went to the studio with them to record their record and I was going to do guitar production. And um, my wife said, are you going to step in and help out as we're in the studio? And I said, "I, I will when I'm needed, but I'm not needed and I never had to step up. I mean, they walked in rehearsed and ready, and we finished that record in two days.
0: Oh, my gosh. That's, that's heart-stopping, but I, <laughs> I love hearing you talk about this because we all have our full circle stories. My dad played in a band. My mm-hmm. parents have been taking me to shows since I was two. They've taken me to the same music festival since I was six years old, and we still go every year in Kansas, which is full circle where I met Cody Canada when I was 17 and th- because a radio lady took me backstage and now I work in radio. And now I have a, a, 17 and 15 year old nephews and they recently started picking up the guitar and bass. And now they have a band and they write music, um, heavy metal, very excited for them they're gonna get to see iron maiden this year which is very and they think their aunt corliss is so cool because (sighs) i've seen rob zombie four times not because i work with musicians yeah um but i know that feeling and it really is hard in my head to watch them grow up and they're not cute anymore or they don't want to be cute anymore they want to be taken seriously and that's that's all I can do is support them. And I let that, you know, they finally got a sound system for Christmas this year.
1: Oh, cool. Oh, yeah.
0: man. So now I'm like, well, I want to go through all of my studio catalogs and order them the real stuff, the stuff they need. And yeah, it's uh, it goes to show that music is something that can be passed down in many ways. Your your parents don't have to be musicians to no. make all your dreams come true, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's. I, we tell you, I, I, I bet I spend. I don't even want to think about the dollars I spend, but the I spend three months out of the year uh, going to concerts with the kids, which is great, you know, because one day they're going to be out of the house and their families are their own, and it's you know, so we like we're going to Red Hot Chili Peppers and in you know, San Diego and Dallas, and then we're doing Welcome to Rockville. It's it's all metal shows, rock and metal shows. You know, that's I mean that's I'm, just the, I'm right, with through. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the rock is always my. I do country music for a living, mm-hmm. uh, so rock is always a bit of an escape for me. Yeah,
1: yeah uh, that's the that's where I grew up, you know. And yeah, like we're going to see uh, Jason Isbell in
0: Ooh. May,
1: but that's a an adult trip, you know. And yeah, so but the rest of it is, you know, it's it's all it's all fun, you know. It's it's so awesome to watch. Dirk zone, zone in on a guitar player, watch Willie zone in on the drummer and, and just, and learn from it, you know, because that's, I don't know, it's just what you're supposed to do. You know, and I, so many people say to me, you know, move over old man. I've heard it from my friends, you know, like, well, he's better news. like, well, that's the, that's the plan. Do you think yeah. I'm upset when you say that?
0: That's all we can hope for. We don't,
1: yeah, We don't want our mean.
0: kids to be us. We want them to be better. Right. Exactly. <laughs> that's the whole job of being a parent and, well, and you mentioned the School of Rock, so it's not only your own children that you're you're passing all these dreams and hopes along to. You're actually working with other children as well.
1: Yeah, we opened, uh, bought into the franchise. I mm-hmm. never thought I would say that ever in my life. Just I grew up on the punk side of life, and yeah, but you know, we uh, about four years ago, I was losing my voice. I knew why I was smoking too many cigarettes. I don't smoke at all. Now I, mean, I smoked for about 20 years and
0: yeah, it
1: just got the best of me. And I started losing my voice and I thought this is it. I might not have a career. So we dove into, and Shannon was done managing bands. So she wanted to, to do something different. So we dove in and did it at the same time. Luckily I got my voice back, mm-hmm. um, but we I think we hired like 10 instructors in the beginning and we got over COVID. We got down to probably 50 kids. We had about 150 and now we're back up. Now we're to the point where, you know, we're going to Spain with the kids later this, this year Um, we're moving buildings because our, well, we ran out of room. Yeah. we, We have about 15 instructors and it really is awesome. We got an email last night from somebody that said that their kid, you know, didn't really fit in at school and, didn't really talk to people, but when they come up to the School of Rock, they, they're they flourishing. You know, and that's the point. That's the whole reason for it. You know, I yeah. always make the nerdy joke to Shannon calling it um, Miss Xavier School for the Gifted because that's what it is. It's, <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean, it's for the, we are all the, all musicians are misfits. You know, I mean, you ask Oh any, yes. You look at, look at Lady Gaga's history. You know, I mean, she was right? bullied, made fun of, and now who's laughing? you right? know,
0: and, <laughs> Oh, I get the same thing. Or even going back home to my little teeny tiny hometown in Kansas, and people are like, Oh, are, are you still in journalism or whatever? And I'm like, Am I still an award-winning broadcaster? Like I set out to do <laughs> at 17 years old. Yes, I am. Yes, thank I you am. for thank you for asking. I, you know, we all have to have our creative outlets. Even School of Rock, you know, that spans. We have one here in college station. So as we're talking about it, if you have a child that and maybe they do, they need a creative outlet. Maybe something in their school life is not uh, lining up. That may mm-hmm. be the way to go. And they even go. They teach adults. I actually just talked yeah. to someone last week about me starting uh, drum lessons. I oh awesome. to learn how to, just how to play the drums. I don't know why. I just I need an outlet. And school yeah. is where I'm going to end up going for that. So that's then, awesome. Look at you passing on the torch, you know? It's, <laughs> but you're doing you know, my best. You you have affected many people, people you don't even know in so many ways uh from your own children to radio to people across the nation. It's always just it's a joy to get to talk to your creative mind. So oh, well, Thank you. You're very welcome. And I guess one last question wow. you said, you know, You're you're kind of teeter tottering. You're writing you've got the studio. (laughs)
1: I'm sorry. Vicious. (laughs) These are
0: real interviews. Real dogs live here,
1: but (laughs) baby. Okay, I'm sorry.
0: No, you're fine. Uh, But can we expect any more music coming out of you in the new year?
1: Um, Yeah, I I wrote a we have a girl that's at our school. Her name is Elle, Elle Gorman, and she is, you know, I'm not supposed to say things like that about like this, but she is the most talented person at our school that I that I know. There's so many talented people. But, you know, she went through a very hard breakup. She's 16 years old. Her mm-hmm. folks used to come to my shows a long time ago. Now we're like best buddies with her family and her and Dirks and Willie, her best friends with her and her sister Bryn. Her sister Bryn's a bass player. Elle's a guitar player, singer, piano player, everything. And uh, she went through a pretty bad breakup. And I wrote a song for her. I would kind of been I don't want to say a writer's block, but, you know, everybody had said over the last year with the shutdown that, you know, I bet you're going to write so many songs. And I bet. But that's not that's not how it goes with certain writers. No. Jamie Lynn was the same way. You know, I I said, I can't I'm I'm an observational writer. I can't sit and write about being stuck in my house. I can write a couple of songs that I have to move on.
0: Yeah, yeah. Get it out, and then go and yeah. get a new story.
1: So she had a pretty rough breakup. Sixteen years old. You know, we all been there. And yeah, uh, man, it just devastated her, and it devastated me. And. Just watching how sad she was. So it was one of those moments where it um when my, my wife referred to it as the sick and tired moment because I wrote that song about Yeah her, Chan- Shannon's sister when she was going through the same thing, pretty close to the same age, you know, and it I don't know, it's just it I felt like if I wrote this tune. She inspired me to write it. You know, if I wrote this too, maybe it'll help her out. And it did, you know. And I was telling her, write, write, write. And then I asked her the other day how many um, songs she's gotten out of this breakup in the last three months. And she said, 40. Mm-hmm. 40 songs. Yeah, I mean, I've written 40 gross. I wrote 40 songs in a span of about four years, <laughs> but never that many, you know, and in and, and a couple of months. But that one is being recorded. I read it Soul Gravy uh, because. Ooh. I couldn't, um, I couldn't get my hands on when ragweed split, it's been 11 years now. And when ragweed split, uh, we had one record left with the record label. And they said, you know, we well, need one more thing. You're con- contractually obligated. And it's like, well, you don't have a band. You're not going to get a record.
0: Yeah. Which is is.
1: So they did what I, what they always do. They put out a greatest hits mm-hmm. box set kind of thing. It was called Box of Weed. And I tried to get my hands on that. And they told me that I had to buy them for thirty dollars a piece. And I was like, "These are my songs, my recordings, yeah, my, my creation." They said they belong to us. You knew that when you signed the contract. It's like, well, I didn't know that. But- Does
0: anybody, when they sign on that dotted line at a young age?
1: Yeah, and so the the exact same people, uh, the exact same organization, record label did the same thing to Taylor Swift. And mm-hmm. when she decided she was going to start re-recording, I didn't know you could legally do that. Yeah. And, and then I dug into it and I called some of her people that she, you know, that she is in business with and some of our old Nashville. I haven't even been to Nashville in five years, but you know, it, I don't really need to go. And uh, right. I'm really happy where I'm at and uh, I don't need to chase the, the rainbow anymore. You know, I got <laughs> a booking agency out of there and that's all I need. Yeah. And they said, you can re-record these songs. So I put it to a vote. Uh, with the fans, and they said Soul Gravy first, Yes, which is exactly where I wanted to go because when we cut Soul Gravy, we were in such a hurry because we were on the road, it was kind of rushed. Now, when it comes to the songs, there's not one song on that record I would redo, throw away, lyrically. Uh, When it comes to the mechanical part of it and recording, uh, we, we rushed it, and I never was completely happy with it. So now I got to go back and take my time in my own studio, recut it. Uh, I got some friends like uh, Mason Morris plays bass for Co. He came in and played on a, uh, well, the opening track number. My kids and I played uh, the f- song Flowers because that we just lost Shannon's dad this last year. So that song was written about her and him. Yeah. So we wrote, we recut that. And Leanne Womack's coming back to sing and Ray Wiley's going to split a song and Randy Rogers. And I really, it's just revisiting, you know, wow. in the way that I wanted to do it. And I'm not done with it, you know. I'm gonna, I'm done with that record. It's actually getting mixed on Thursday, but after that, I'm gonna jump right into the next record and just all the Universal Ragweed stuff. I'm gonna redo, and in between doing that, I'll just keep cutting the new songs, you know. And I'll probably pile them up and put um, out a record eventually. I've said no record for two years because. I know. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I always say never say never before I say all that. You know, it's like, well, I'll never do another record again because I bought a truck four years ago and I went to put a CD in and there was no CD player. Something I didn't even think about. Oh, when I, could, I could
0: never. I still <laughs> I still listen to my CDs or at home. Home is a no technology zone kind yeah, of. It's
1: a good place to be.
0: But I it's it's our record. If you want to listen to music, pull out the records, pull out the cassette tapes, pull out the CD. Yeah, yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. So I, I, um, I've been going back and forth on whether I should do records or not. And the thing is, is you can do a digital download and a, and a vinyl, you know? Yes. Uh, and the reason I say no CDs is because that studio office, I was telling you about, about 5,000 square foot, and I got about, oh, 300,000
0: CDs.
1: Yeah. Because, you know, when ragweed split, I mean, we really did 25 dates after the announcement that we were busting up. Yeah. And we, you know, we had a stockpile of CDs because we were so busy. I mean, we were moving a hundred units a week just out of just out of the office, you know, not not counting on being on the road. So we had to have CDs, and now I have an entire wall filled it's with just stuff ragweed. I, it's like man, I'm not gonna make any more records, they're just gonna <laughs> sit here. And you know, the hippie environmental side of me wants to not, I mean, I don't want to waste material, you know. And so I guess. To answer your question, Soul Gravy is coming out uh, this year mm-hmm. and uh, new new songs are being done and then uh, burn the bridge when we get there when it comes to the rest.
0: That makes sense. Well, it's so neat to hear you say in one breath, OK, the writing stopped for a minute, had a little bit of a lull, had the COVID mm-hmm. thing going on. But on the other hand, your creative <laughs> side didn't up. You still had projects in your head, just not necessarily songs. And I think yeah. that's neat to see that, you know, when one thing stops, another thing kind of picks up and starts rolling again.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, I, I've, been, I've talked for years about doing a a cover record. I talked about a country record. I talked about a Haggard, Petty, Todd Snyder, uh, and then a rock record. And then uh, BJ from American Aquarium did the, the Bangers record. Yes. And I told him, "I said, man, I love this thing. It's nice to hear you. I never heard him sing other people's music." And yeah, said I've been talking for years about doing something. And he said, "There's nothing holding you back. Do it." So right now I'm piling up songs for a, i I'd like to do a rock record. You know, I don't know. I'd Every like to I, hear
0: a rock record from you, to be honest. As a I'd rock like, fan, I yeah. I mean,
1: I think I need to do one. You know, I, there's there were so many. I could probably pile half of my catalog up and make an entire rock record, you know, I but, and then a ballad record, but the other half of it, but we'll see what happens. Like I said, we got the studio and the sky's kind of the limit over there.
0: Yeah, it really is. Well, and we've seen these past two years, the rock resurgence in Texas country music. I mean, the last time I saw you and The Departed was at Coke Fest this year. Mm-hmm. Great show, by the way. Thank uh, you. But also in the same day, we saw Austin Meade. We saw Giovanni and the Hired Guns. We saw Co Wetzel. We saw Reed Southall. Yeah. And we saw you. We've seen this now transition. It's an alternative country that's yeah. even more alternative then alternative country. Yeah, yeah. And so, and to be honest with you, those guys obviously found that inspiration from you. You invented it. Mm-hmm. And so to hear you kind of go along more of a rock trail would be a very cool but yet familiar sound for all of us fans. If, yeah. Did that make sense?
1: No, it makes perfect <laughs> sense. It makes perfect sense. You know, and and watching, you know, Reed, he's from Stillwater. And I spent a long, long time up in Stillwater. You know, to see these guys That's
0: where I was before I moved here.
1: <laughs> yeah. You know, it's nice to see to see the rock side of this come out again. Yeah. You yeah. know, it I I haven't honestly listened to modern country music in a decade. You know, right. every now and then something hits me. And I still listen to Dirk Bentley and I he tells me not to. He really oh, does. Really? He tells me not to listen. He's like, I don't want you to hear some of these songs. Like, dude, you know, you're my friend, you know, right? I'll, I'll tell you if I don't like it, but I'm not going to make fun of you. You know, I mean, you're obviously you're very successful. Clearly and
0: doing OK. People are still buying it, buddy. Yeah,
1: <laughs> but it's nice to see the the countryside come out down here. You know, I remember several years ago, somebody from Pat Green's band was telling me about Texas music is dead. It's like, it's not dead. There's no way it's dead. You know, it might be dead in your mind or it might, what you're used to might be changing tracks, but you just kind of got, you don't have to change with it, but you know, go with it. yeah And you can adapt a little bit. You don't have to completely sell your soul and do something completely different, but
0: You know, people people ask me all the time, you know, like I said, Maverick is very fresh. It's very new. Um, When I started Maverick, I was actually on my way out of radio. I was kind of giving up. I didn't really know who I was anymore. And Mm. then it was this company that said, no, you can come here and you can do all Texas country. You can do whatever you want. And I'm like, well, you're nuts. Uh, um, Turns out they weren't nuts. And it took off and people loved it. Uh, But people got a different perception of me for doing that. Uh, Almost like I was Mm -hmm. bashing. And and people like to do that. They like to come up with me and bash other forms of country music. And I always tell them, I don't. No, 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 no. I don't do that. I believe. That it will especially when it comes to independent artists, you're making music for someone, but it, it doesn't matter who, it's just a matter of who's listening. It's mm-hmm. not a it's not a subject of opinion, it's only yours. If you love it, that's yours, it belongs yeah. to you. If you yeah. don't, don't ruin anybody else's time. Not if it means something <laughs> to them.
1: People come up and ask me my opinion on. Like, what do you think of this artist or this song? It's like, you know, I'm not going to give you my opinion on that. Yeah. Because
0: it thank doesn't really matter.
1: You like what like. I mean, you like my music, but I'm not going to give you my opinion because if I do like it, you might not like it. And if I don't like it, you might like it. You know, and I don't want to say, well, not, I don't really care for it. Then that person misses out on having a fan. You know, it. it's not a, that's, that's that person's opinion on what yeah. music they like.
0: Yeah. And you can change your sound. You can change everything. We're, it, it, it is all, up to a matter of your own opinion (laughs)
1: Yeah, it is
0: oh what a good music chat i got all my my music feels out with cody canada today i haven't (laughs) even said oh my gosh we've been talking so long i gotta tell y'all who i'm still talking to it's the one and only cody canada uh you guys still getting out on the road you touring a little bit
1: we are hitting the road this weekend us and uh the boys band waves we're Mm -hmm. playing Hochatown, oklahoma and then Abilene. And then, um, I think we have something next week. I can't remember what it is. And then we go to Key West, hopefully Key West. That's well, the plan. you're in
0: the clear from COVID for now. You already wasted it on steamboat,
1: <laughs> right? You know, we, if we would have left that morning yeah, and we would have, we would have done our show in Denver with American aquarium, and then we'd have been stuck in Denver for two days because of the snow. And then Dirks and I would have tested positive.
0: Oh gosh! Oh my gosh! Well, Dirks
1: was already positive, but
0: right. It yeah.
1: was. I don't know. Everything happened for a sure reason. I think we did the right thing.
0: It sure does. Well, safe travels to you either way, and safe health to you. Yeah, and- you too. <laughs> Thank you, and everybody, please go check out the Departed's uh, website. Obviously, we've got new Cody Canada. If you want it that much, you can stream, download, and hear it on Maverick 100.9. And of course, as always, Cody, thank you so much for joining us.
1: Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me. It's been a a weird week being locked up in the house. So it's been (laughs) nice to actually talk to somebody that's not annoyed with me. (laughs) (laughs) It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win?